0: The clock is at zero, and this one is in the books. It's time for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now, let's join your host, Ben Bagley.
1: Welcome into Cougar Post Game Live. Let's get your reaction to tonight's 21 16 loss by BYU in Boise. Chime in on Twitter, tweet me at Ben Bags. And, well, that's exactly what it was 21 16 in Boise, and you can just chalk that one up to another weird one in Boise. Your fifth game in Boise is. Greg Rebell tweeted out moments ago, four of the five losses, eight points or less, or combined eight points, and that's what it was tonight. BYU, after a first quarter in which you thought this game was going to get out of hand, for for Boise State just running the Cougars off the field, BYU played very good football for the second, third, and fourth quarter. Uh, Boise State had the one drive in the third quarter, to, to take get the touchdown but outside that BYU just destroyed Boise in the second half and the, the second quarter of that, that ball game but they, they just came up short about three yards to be exact there the last part of the game positive and negatives coming out of this game positives three quarters of good football as I was talking about we'll talk more about that in just a second Zach Wilson putting the team on his back remember Third game as a starting quarterback for BYU, and he was fantastic tonight. Did he make some mistakes? Were there some one hop throws, some misses here and there? Absolutely, there to- were, as, as you expect with a freshman quarterback. But outside that, Zach Wilson. Under pressure all night long. The offensive line left a lot to be desired. We'll talk about that in a moment. But Zach Wilson scrambling for his life, making some throws, putting B.Y. in a position to actually have an opportunity to win that game. I talked about last week after the NIU game. The the, the fun part about being a fan is seeing a the, the development of a career, the development of a story. And I think the Zach Wilson story is just began, beginning to be written. And it's a very, very good beginning thus far. So we'll see more about that coming up, as well as Zach Wilson continues his progression into the starting, the role of the starting quarterback at BYU. Another thing to be to be positive about out of this game is the defensive effort by BYU. BYU's defense played a pretty phenomenal game tonight. They gave up the one big drive. One of the touchdowns from Boise State was on a short field. Boise got the got the ball inside BYU territory. They gave up one other touchdown in the first quarter. But outside that, especially when they needed to come up big with the three and out towards the end of the game, uh, they had to, they had a couple pair of turnovers. BYU's defense got it done tonight. They did it for second week in a row. You look at the big picture of this game and you want to say, BYU defense did enough to win. The offense could have done a little bit more, but the BYU defense, a very good effort tonight. Looking at the negative side of the ball, turnovers. You turn the ball over three times. That's tough. Anytime you're on the road and you're minus one in turnovers. Now Boise State scored zero points off of those turnovers, but each time you turn the ball over, you're you're, you're losing the opportunity yourself to score, and that's what happened to BYU. They did Boise State didn't capitalize on the turnovers, but BYU didn't help themselves at all with the turnovers. And I think the offensive line tonight, Zach Wilson constantly under pressure the rush game non-existence for BYU 96 yards rushing but it didn't seem like the holes were there i mean some of those rushes were just just break off rushes grand effort by the running backs you saw Matt Hadley's big run there in the fourth quarter uh that 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 accounted for a lot of it but you just the offensive line this was a, this is the same group that early in the season was so dominant, but just late in the season there's been some changes due to injury and other things, but it just seems like they 're not a cohesive group at this point, and I think they really kind of let BYU down tonight, but all in all, the score is what it is, guys, you lost the game twenty one to sixteen you you were a 13 point underdog, you weren't expected to win, and I know this is all moral victories here, and some of you okay, great moral victories, others are like we don't like moral victories, whichever way you stand out that's fine. 21-16 with a freshman quarterback in his third start going into Boise and playing that game that's pretty pretty good. That's not bad. You you, you get to like that. You don't like the loss though. The loss hurts. It stings. It stings. It hurts. There's no doubt about that. But there's some positives to take out of this game. Unlike last week where the positives there there weren't any. There weren't a few and far between. You saw improvement from last week to this week and that's good for BYU. Looking at some of the stats out there, BYU three eighty eight total yards to Boise State's three twenty seven. So the Cougars get sixty more yards of offense than Boise State through the pass game. Zach Wilson just eight yards short. Well, not all was Zach Wilson. We forget about Neil Pau's forty yard pass. Two hundred fifty two yards passing for Zach Wilson in the game. Rush yards only ninety six rushing yards to Boise State's one thirteen that that's something you want to see improve as a BYU fan you got get, you got to establish that run game. BYU's not been strong in the run uh the last couple of weeks and it's really starting to hurt the Cougars. Especially when you have a freshman quarterback, you can't rely on a freshman quarterback to put it all upon his shoulders in the pass game and not have any run support. And that's kind of what BYU's done the last couple of weeks. BYU eight penalties for 58 yards Only 3 of 12 on third downs. I said that would be a big key to the game tonight. Once again, BYU not great on third down conversions. Time of possession, BYU 27 and a half minutes. Boise State 32 and a half minutes So Boise State. More time of possession there. Seven sacks. Seven sacks of Zach Wilson tonight by Boise State. Well, we, We talked about that. Once again, offensively, I need to step up a little bit more. We'll talk more about this. We'll get some of your tweets. You can tweet me at Ben Bags. We'll talk a little bit more about this. We'll also go down to the, end of the locker room, catch some interviews with Kalani Satake and some of the players. Also get a scoreboard update. That's all coming up on the Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin BYU Sports Network.
0: This is Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Ben Bagley.
1: Got some interviews upcoming in the locker room. We also got a scoreboard update just around the corner and some more of your tweets at Ben Baggs. BYU falls tonight in Boise, 21-16. Another weird, wacky, wild game on the Smurf turf at Boise from BYU and the Broncos. Checking the scoreboard first for BYU. Congratulations to the women's soccer game, getting a 2-1 victory at LMU tonight. That clinches the Outright Conference Championship for the Cougars. They'll find out on Monday what the, their NCAA bid is and where they'll be playing. That's coming up on Monday. Stay tuned for more information on that. In college football, two top 25 games just went final. Fresno State, 23rd in the nation. They drub UNLV 48-3. to Fresno now moves to eight and one. It'll be interesting to see Fresno State, Utah State, or Bo- who will face Fresno State in the Mountain West Conference Championship game. Will it be Boise State or Utah State? That game uh, coming up Thanksgiving weekend to basically decide that. Another final out of the Pac-12. Number eight Washington moves to eight and one and takes control of the Pac-12 with a nineteen thirteen victory over Cal. A late touchdown by Washington giving them the victory. Other finals from around college football: Alabama, they're still good and they're still undefeated. They shut out third-ranked LSU in Baton Rouge, twenty-nine to zero. Number two Clemson, they're well, they're just as good as Alabama. They're nine and zero. They just absolutely throttle Louisville, seventy-seven to sixteen. Notre Dame moves to nine and zero on the season as well as they beat Northwestern, thirty-one to twenty-one. 5th-ranked Michigan beats 14th-ranked Penn State 42-7, a revenge game from last year where the Nittany Lions beat Michigan in Happy This time at the Big House. Michigan gets the victory. 6th-ranked Georgia beats ninth ranked Kentucky 34-17. The Bulldogs move to 8-1 and in the season. 10th-ranked Ohio State holds on to beat Nebraska 36-31. Unranked Missouri upsets 11th-ranked Florida 38-17. The Gators fall to 6-3. and on the year. And what was the most exciting game this week in college football? In Austin, Texas, 13th-ranked West Virginia beats Texas 42-41. Mountaineers' QB Will Greer throws for 346 yards on three TDs, including a touchdown with one that was 16 seconds left in the game and a two-point conversion, which he ran in himself, that gave West Virginia the one-point victory. 15th-ranked Utah falls 38-20 at Arizona State today, but the game was not all they lost. As starting quarterback Tyler Huntley left the game with what is being reported as a broken collarbone. Head coach Kyle Whittingham after the game said Huntley is uh, is likely done for the season. 18th-ranked Mississippi State beats Louisiana Tech 45-3. Another upset in the top 25 is Purdue beats 16th-ranked Iowa 38-36 to at home. 19th-ranked Syracuse beats Wake Forest 41-24. Auburn upsets 20th-ranked Texas AM 28-24. 21st-ranked NC State Hammers Florida State 47 28 22nd ranked Boston College beats Virginia Tech 31 to 21, and 24th ranked Iowa State beats Kansas 27 to three. We'll have more of Cougar post game live coming up after this on the Skin BYU Sports Network. Welcome back, welcome back to Cougar Post Game Live. My name is Ben Bagley. Let's get back down to the locker room where Kalani Sitake is addressing the media. The place we had a lot of guys that, that
2: were, you know, whether it's defense, special teams, or offense, there's a lot of guys that made mistakes and. Couldn't overcome them. It was a slow start, and um, it was just uh, just not not enough from our guys to, to make the game, make the make, make get the win and get the get the victory. But the guys played hard, and I was proud of them. Uh, we just have to go back, evaluate it all, and, and see what we can do better for next week when we, we uh, go to Boston and play UMass. Why was so much
3: uh, let run
4: off the clock
2: there at the end? Um, I'll probably have to evaluate it and see see when the when the right time to take the timeout would have been. You know, so um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'll be able to answer those questions on Monday. I just haven't been able to really evaluate it yet, just getting done with the game.
4: What did you tell them inside the locker room?
2: I was proud of them, and they were proud of how hard they worked during the week, and uh, we made too many mistakes, and as a team, you know, can't make that that many mistakes against a good team like Boise and expect to win, you know, but I'm proud that the fact that they worked hard and fought is is why we had a chance at the end, you know, so. We'll keep building on the on the, the effort and keep building on the positive things, and uh, but we need to correct a lot of things, and then uh, yeah, that's made way too many mistakes.
5: You got inside the red zone five six times, only got one touchdown. How do you address some of those red zone yeah,
2: issues? just got to get in the end zone. You know, way too many mistakes, and the ball was moving backwards. And uh, look at the, um, the turnovers. I believe we had two turnovers in, in scoring position. So uh, just need to take care of the football. And, and get the ball in the end zone, and even if you need to kick field goals. Every
0: week you guys show up with renewed enthusiasm, ready to pick each other up. How proud are you guys for just holding up together?
2: Yeah, these guys are good, good young men, and they work hard, and they love representing BYU. You know, and we have great fans all over the place, and fans showed up tonight to support us, and so our guys are grateful for what they get to do, and 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 what they represent. I think that uh, they just want to win more games, just like I do. You know, but uh, I'm really proud of them and, and and how hard they work. Not just tonight, but how hard they work all week. And um, we just keep working and keep building. And I think tonight we just had way too many miscues to to overcome. pleased
0: are you with Zach and the intangibles he has. What he tonight. He's
2: a really tough kid. Leads well. Yeah, and and he's he will he'll, he'll he tries really hard. And sometimes it probably takes a. Um, and this is just all throughout the whole team. The guys are trying too much. And just do with what's it with you know within your your uh, your responsibilities. And but um, there's a lot of things that he's learning. But I'm I'm really proud of how hard he works, and proud of um, you know he's a big playmaker, and um, he's young and, and he's a freshman. But we need him to make um, veteran decisions, and that's what it comes down to. And that's really the whole team, and that's my job as the head coach.
5: You got in that you mentioned this. You got in that hole early, but then the defense helped him to a single touchdown. You got down 14-0, and they won. Help them do a single touchdown the rest of the way.
2: Yeah, you just can't start like that, you know. And I think it, it's from the beginning, you know, bringing the the opening kickoff out of the end zone and um, fumble on the next on, the, on on one of the returns. I mean, just way too many mistakes, and and um, yeah, that's just that was just really difficult uh, to have to go through all that. The, the three turnovers were really hard to deal with. But um, like I said, the guys keep work kept working hard, kept believing, and. We had a chance at the end, just wish we could have. We've learned a lot about our team tonight. We just like to learn it with a W. On the
3: Bushman fumble and replay, what did you see on
2: that? I didn't see it well enough. I mean, obviously, I'd like to say I saw his butt touch the ground, but you know, this is that's just needed to make it a point to take care of the football. He made a a great catch. um, You know, and and, um, I think he's just trying too hard to get in the end zone. I think he was in a good position right there to to get some points, and it's just um, one play, you know, one, one play that we need to make. Um, you can probably look throughout the whole game, whether it's any of the three phases, and uh, we weren't able to do that, and that needs to change. We need to play a lot cleaner. Coach,
0: what is Tristan
2: Tristan for your offensive line, since being able to play with BYU this season? Yeah, he's really versatile, and he's a positive leader for us, and, um, you know, he's worked really hard in getting that O-line group together, and they're still a young group. I think there's, on, there's only one senior among them, so... Um, they're learning quite a bit in the last, you know, throughout the whole season. And a lot of it is leadership's been able to keep the group together. And I've been really proud of our own line. I'm proud of all our guys. It just, just sucks. I wish we would have won the game.
4: (laughs) Michael Schultz, two big plays, the punt return got called back in the interception. You talked about his performance tonight.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was really proud of it. I wish we didn't have a penalty on on that punt return, but they had one on the kick return too, so, um... You know, you just you don't like matching mistakes with mistakes. We need to make big plays, and and um, yeah, we just got to clean it up, not make so many mistakes, and we'll have a better chance of winning. Has
4: Tony Fennell been used on kickoffs in the games
5: before?
2: Um, I think this is the first time that we had him had him working with the kickoff
5: team. You, you've used a few guys like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Darren Hall got in for the one play, and then the working out. But just using some guys and getting opportunity here and there is that kind of the, the
2: philosophy or they just it? yeah and I mean our guys are always competing for, for um, playing time and um, with the new red shirt rule you know we can play guys for four games and so I think I think we're gonna keep working with that it helps our depth um, and you know we've had some guys get banged up so we've had to elevate some guys on the field earlier than, than um, you know and now we're getting to that point where um, do we play the fifth game or do we keep the kid in red shirt mode and all that has to do with is, is our our depth. You know, three games uh, left. And we've got to win. You know, we've got to win the next one, and uh, that's what our focus is on right now. So uh, going to the last part of the season, like, we could, this is going to be a, a good test for us to go to UMass and see how our guys can play, and we got to improve on what we did tonight, and, and uh, you know, try to eliminate as many mistakes as possible.
6: Any other questions?
1: Thanks, guys. Appreciate nice it. There you go, Kalani Sataki from the locker room uh, as BYU falls to Boise State 21-16. to 16. Ben Bagley here with Cougar Post Game Live. You heard C- Coach Kalani Sataki's comments there, f- focusing mostly around the mistakes. Uh, he, pretty positive about what he saw from his team. Just said there was just too many mistakes and you can't have that many mistakes and still get the victory. Against a good team like Boise State, talking about those mistakes, seven sacks given up by the BYU offensive line on Zach Wilson. Some of that offensive line, some of the inexperience from Zach Wilson. I'm seeing on Twitter a bunch of people sitting in, and these are comments that are that ring true. It is the fact that Zach Wilson, in his exuberance as a freshman, to make the big play, maybe should think about throwing it away and living to play that next down? Hey, these are this is stuff that this kid's going to learn as he continues to grow into his role as a starting quarterback. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about this coming up. Uh, Greg Rubel, Mark Lyons, and Mitchell Juergens taking you into the Cougar Post Game Show and the Cougar Locker Room Show. But that's going to wrap things up for me. BYU gets the get, gets the loss at Boise tonight, 21-16. to 16, Another crazy night in Boise as this rivalry continues to grow. That'll do it for the Cougar Post Game Live. Your final score, 21-16, the Cougar Locker Room Show. It's next on the new skin BYU Sports Network.
0: Welcome back to post-game coverage of BYU football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show. The Cougar Locker Room Show is brought to you by Utah Community Credit Union. Get more house, same payment at UCCU. It's what we do. Let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort Broadcast booth and join Mark Lyons along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
7: Cougar Locker Room Show brought to you in part by Provo Land Title Company. With title and escrow, it can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. Greg Grubel, Mark Lyons with you in the booth here in Boise. Uh, as players are available, we'll head down to the locker room area as we continue on the locker room show and hear what they have to say. You heard some of what Kalani had to say a few moments ago. Mark, we'll get our own chance with Kalani here in a bit. Right. Uh, reaction to his uh, postgame reaction?
3: Well, I, I think that uh, he was pretty accurate in everything he said. There were too many mistakes made. Uh, you have to learn from those mistakes and improve on them. And, uh, you know, there were a few things that are still continuing to be a problem for BYU. The challenge is uh, there's no question about it. You get down there close enough to score touchdowns, you've got to get it in there and score touchdowns. They had opportunities, um, and and they've got to have a better uh, way of getting the football in the end zone. Uh, there's You create a blue zone offense, and you have things that are ready to do uh, against certain teams, and I think that that's where it happened. Second thing was uh, I didn't think that their pass protection and I know that uh, somebody mentioned that the line was giving up too many sacks. Well, I am I fear the that those linebackers coming through untouched were probably backs assignments. They were probably supposed to be a back coming up and making that block. So uh, it is a possibility that it's not just the linemen that were in error. Um, you come so close uh, to a, a win that you really would have loved to have had, and it becomes such a disappointment. I could see... That also was in Kalani's voice that uh, he wanted to have that victory.
7: Quarterback Zach Wilson is talking with the media down in the Cougar locker room.
4: Exactly. Zach, you break down the last few minutes for us a little bit. What are your thoughts? What went through your mind?
6: Uh, no, I thought we moved it well. We, I think I think we moved it well all night. Um, it's too bad to come up short right there. Just You, know, you learn something new every day, right? You, uh, you learn and you grow and you uh, watch the film and you go fix it. So.
4: What was supposed to happen on that hospital?
6: Uh, we had two-concept route, nothing was open. I should have been smart and thrown it out of the back of the end zone.
5: How hard is that to do in the moment? It is.
6: I mean, to be honest, it didn't cross my mind. I was just thinking uh, check both my routes, whichever one I had open was going to be there, and uh, I came to throw it away. You know, it was just a freshman mistake. I guess people would call it. I mean, I can't, I can't put that, you know, i got to know that. i gotta, I got to hold myself accountable to, to make that play right there, and you know, it's too bad we came up short.
8: Did you uh, do you have any extra motivation tonight playing at Boise State where you had been committed previously?
6: I don't know if it was any different just because it was Boise. It was more of just uh, I think we're we're hungry to try and do something on offense, and I think we, I think we showed that, I and mean, I think we just need to finish better on all of our drives. We just need to do something. Uh, right all right, we're
7: we're getting out of that. That's just you just can't. Uh, we, got, we got. to take a break. That's just uh, it's just too loud. We'll take a break. Hopefully it'll be quieter in a moment. They this did is, just
3: walk out though, Greg. The air blowers did just walk out of
7: there. Well, we'll see how it sounds now. Let's oh, head back down. We're going Let's go back no, we'll take a break. We'll continue after this on the New Skin BYU Sports Network.
0: This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
7: You know, I wish I could send you back down to the locker room area to hear uh, more of Zach Wilson's comments, but I'm not sure the audio is usable. Let's try it
6: put up on the scoreboard we knew we were prepared on offense and that we could put some points up and move the ball on them and uh you know still uh you know 16 points isn't great we should have should have done better than that and uh know, we just got to finish i think we moved it well just got to finish
5: how balance. you balance? You're, being as athletic as you are, there, there's that balance between trying to keep a play alive versus throwing the ball away and giving up on it. Yeah. There's a number of plays that turn into sacks and others yeah. that turn into big runs. How do you yeah. kind of balance using your athleticism versus when to just cut and, and say, okay, this is all I'm getting. i on to the next <laughs>
6: play. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm learning right now is uh, the time and place to take that kind of thing. I mean, your natural reaction when someone's in your face is, you know, get out of the way. So um, I mean, there were moments tonight where I had gotten out and I was going to throw it away, and just got tripped up. So uh, you know, we'll go back and, and figure out how we could have done better on those plays and as a as a team in whole, and, and, and just move on from here.
5: Is that kind of an experience thing, just figuring out those that balance for yourself and where it's at?
6: Yeah, not necessarily like a experience, but I guess you're learning and growing. I mean, I mean that situation you're in right there at the end of the game doesn't happen happen too often for quarterbacks and. Um, you know now now you know and you learn from it and you, you know what it feels like and so you've been there so um, I think it's a good experience for us
0: <laughs> we good thanks, man.
7: Yeah, thanks. thanks man. Right, that's uh, quarterback Zach Wilson we'll take a break more of the Cougar locker room show continues from Boise after this on the new skin BYU sports network
0: this is the Cougar locker room show on the new skin BYU sports network now back to the voice of the Cougars Greg Rubel
7: Boise State 21, BYU 16, the final score. BYU falls 2-0 and 5 in Boise, and 4 of the 5 losses by 1-1-1 one, 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 and 5 points. The other one got away from BYU 55-30, and in a lot of ways, Mark, you get run, and sometimes you just deal with it and move on, and all the close losses just get tough after a while. It's it yeah. hard to handle because you're right there, and you know that you make a well-timed play, and, and you're not 0-5, you're maybe 4-1, you're something closer to you know, break even than winless.
4: Yeah,
3: I know that. That was my whole. You know, last year when they were just uh, having a hard time winning anything, uh, you could understand, and you kind of uh, walked out of there. Well, they they got beat. But uh, when you have the situation where you're good enough to compete, and uh, you're in the ball game, and you have plays that were going to be able to be productive enough to get you a victory, those are. I think those are harder to take than uh, when uh, you just go out and get whooped. And so uh, that was the situation tonight is that uh, BYU, I think, outplayed uh, Boise State enough that they uh, had many opportunities to win the football game. Couldn't get that play made.
7: Defensive numbers of note, I think the next person we talk to in the Cougar locker room area will be a defensive player. We'll see if that transpires here in the next few moments. Things have quieted down somewhat down there. Sione Takitaki, uh, 11 total tackles, 4 of them solo, was BYU's leading tackler. Riggs Powell had 7 tackles, 4 of them were solo, he had a tackle for loss. Michael Shelton, 6 total tackles, 5 were solo, he had an INT, his 3rd career interception. Corbin Kofusi, 6 tackles, 1 solo stop, he had a sack, which is also his tackle for loss, he had a pass breakup as well. Kyrus Tonga with 6 tackles and 4 of them solo. Those were the leading point-getters defensively. Austin Lee had a pass breakup as well. Uh, Uriah Leatawa a pass breakup, as BYU had three PBUs on the night. For Boise State, they ended up with seven sacks, nine tackles for loss. BYU, two tackles and three tackles for loss. And really, that tackle for loss number is a huge part of the outcome tonight.
3: It's hundred and six yard, 109 yards that they lost on the sacks and the tackles for loss. 109 yards
9: they lost.
7: All right, mentioned Corbin Kofusi a moment ago. Let's head down to the Cougar locker room area, and BYU's senior leader, Corbin Kofusi, I think, has the headset on. Is Corbin down there with of us?
9: For all of us on the sideline. Oh, he's talking you know, to the media. Corbin's talking was to the press. The same page.
5: Things go down 14-0. Things aren't working. They were moving the ball pretty well. What changed? Because, like, as soon as that second quarter began, it was like all of a sudden a different team.
9: You know, I think it's one of those things where, of course, it's nice to come out fast, but, you know, it's almost – like, where you take a hit and then it just jolts you to life. You know, we kind of needed that, and so that's what happened. They got up on us, but then it was like, okay, we're, we cu- we came to life, and so it was good for us.
0: Everyone's covered teams in this business where they fold under pressure when things aren't going their way. Mm-hmm. Every single week you guys come back with a new, you know, renewed spirit respect for each other. And mm-hmm. it's really impressive to watch you guys rebound. Does that just continue the rest of the way?
9: Yeah, I think that's the only way to, to do it. You know, if you're – I like to think of us almost as – Kind of like an underdogs every week because, you know, we get hit in the face or whatever, or it doesn't go our way. You know, we have these tough losses, but if you if you don't get up, if you just quit, then there's no point in playing. And so that's kind of our identity, and it didn't
5: quite go the way that we wanted it, but we got to come back. The way the defense played because you're down 14-0 and you hold them to seven points the rest of the game, at least give your offense a shot. Yeah,
9: I think for us as a defense, that was that was the goal, and we got into that situation. You know, it was hard, but. You know, our job is to give the offense the opportunity to get there. And so I was, I'm just proud of our defensive guys for the stand that they made. You know, guys stepped up and made plays. Everyone was playing out of their minds and ready to give it all for the offense, and they did. And so I was, I was happy with that. I think, of course, though, if they outscored us, then we allowed too many points. And so as a defense, we've got to be better about that.
5: I'm about watching... Zach's growth. There's still some growth going on there. You've been through that growth process yourself in your own position. What do you see just as he's learning things and you know, he said this, this type of a moment's not one you get very often and you have to learn from, you know, those last second plays.
9: Oh, absolutely. And Zach, he's a great player. I think everyone can see that he's, he's an athlete and he's going to be great and he is great right now. It's just, you know, but like you said, it's, there's a learning curve and so I think he's doing a great job with it and we'll just keep backing him up because we believe in him.
0: I can't exactly say how many years this rivalry has been going on, but there's no end in sight, and we've been covering these games forever. Is there just a really great mutual respect between these two teams? Every time Coach Harson and Kalani get together, there's just a lot of respect, and then after the field, there's nothing but you know glowing respect for each other.
9: Yeah, I think that's what makes a really good rivalry. Of course, you know some people want to see the teams that are just yapping at each other and whatnot, but I think a rivalry is... So much respect for the other team that you want to give them your best game. You know, you want to come out and play them hard, as hard as you can, because you respect them that much. You know, respecting your opponent and showing them everything that you prepared for.
0: You're such an upbeat guy. I mean, that must be a Kafusi gene. Um, wh- what do you do to rally your guys on Monday?
9: I think you know. I, the biggest thing with losses is, you gotta you gotta let it sting you a little bit. You know, you gotta let that motivate you, push you to be better. But I think Monday you gotta come back and like. Like I said, you let it motivate you to work harder. You know, there's got to be, you got to look in the mirror and tell yourself, hey, we got to get going again. And, you know, there's times this season that we've been really good at that. And so getting the team, get everyone on
5: the same page with that will be huge. How important is the foundation that you guys are laying? Because you're playing, even on defense, you got a bunch of young guys that came in and again, contributed tonight. Offense, again, they made their mistakes, but still had a chance. But this foundation that you guys are laying with those young guys and seeing that growth, how excited are you just in, in the sense of seeing them improve and what they can mean to this program moving forward as the years go on?
9: You know, I, it makes it's kind of the world of me because as a, kind of the old guy now, that's what you want to do is you want to set, it, set up the program for the guys beneath you. You know, we, if, even if we take these losses, I want to make sure that next year's team doesn't suffer the same penalties that we have this year, you know. And so making that culture and that foundation is everything to me.
7: Thank you, guys. All right, Corbin Kafusi. more of the Cougar Locker Room Show next here on the New Skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the New Skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
7: Boise State 21 and BYU 16 is the final score. BYU got the ball back with 2.05 to go, down five at the 17-yard line. First play of the drive, Mark Lyons. Yeah is Matt Hadley taking a short pass for 59 yards. And just like that, one play in, you're already inside the 25 of Boise. First and 10 at the 24. Matt Hadley runs left for 3 yards. Second and 7 at the 21. Zach to Dylan Colley for 8 yards to the Boise 13. Now you're first and 10 at the 13. Time not really an issue yet. Matt Hadley, or rather Lopini Katoa, runs for 8. Now he's at the 5. Second and two at the five. Matt Hadley, no gain. Third and two at the five. That was the play,
3: yeah, that I I, I thought was interesting that they uh, decided to run the repeating that same play out the left tackle.
7: And then no gain on third and two at the five. Zach Wilson ends up with the rush for three yards to the two on that fourth down and two. Didn't get the touchdown, did get the first down. Then they hurry, they spike, setting up second and goal from the two, and that's when the play Never got, uh, well, didn't get done. Uh, They they wanted a quick throw, wasn't there. Zach took off and was stacked up uh, back at the four, and that's your final play of this game. And uh, ultimately the ball ends in the quarterback's hands, Mark, where the one thing you think you've got to do at that point is make sure the ball leaves his hands.
3: Yeah, that's right. And On that final play, you've got to do something to take a chance. Uh, throw it out there and give your guy an opportunity, get a pass interference call so you get one more play. There was still going to be one more play, seven seconds left. It takes six seconds to run an ordinary play, so you were still going to get one more play. I don't know on on the road whether the clock guy gives you that shot.
7: All right, uh, tough one to take, but as I mentioned uh, on Twitter a few moments ago, and it is a team game, you can never say one team did well enough to win uh, when you lose, but I really do think that the BYU defense from Hawaii holding down that really nice offense at the time, to NIU to this week the BYU defense is playing well at this yeah. time of year and you would have loved to see them get the result and one of the top defenders for BYU Sione Takitaki Taki, is on headset with us. Uh, Sione you with us okay down there?
4: Yes sir how you doing?
7: Doing okay again a tough one because the guys I, I think on on your side of the ball are are, are really giving it a, a, a solid effort and holding nice teams down below where they should be but it's all about the final result and it's not there how do you kind of view it tonight?
4: Uh, we just started off slow and um we let we let this one get away from us and but like you said um you know the defense was playing really well. I felt like um, our D-line was playing really stout and and um holding gaps and things like that but um a couple plays from winning the game and and uh we didn't execute so
7: it, it, f- hurts. it hurts it hurts and uh when that when that last offensive drive for BYU began Matt Hadley takes that, that short short pass fifty nine yards and every defensive player was running down the field with him, right? Sion, I mean you were with him on that play.
4: Yeah, like um and let that be the first play too, and he takes it all the way down with the with that screen. Did a great job. I felt like in my heart, I, felt, I know everybody felt in their heart like, man, we're gonna win this one right here. But um yeah, it hurts. But uh tip my hat to Matt Hadley for again the what 60 yards 59 yep that's awesome
3: i was pretty impressed with uh, their backs and that many times it looked as though you guys had them stacked up you had them held up and they'd still squirt out uh, was it just their leg drive that was continuing to get them a chance to make a couple extra yards
4: yeah i think they're uh really good players and um uh i mean me i think it was me and Matthew if that, that that goal line stop and we could have had them i think it was second down it would have been third down we Tackle him for a TFL, but um, yeah. he slipped away, man, and you know that, that that's one I'm going uh, have to sleep on tonight, man, because you know we could could have kept him to a field goal, and uh, the game could have been a lot different. But um, we kept fighting, we kept fighting after that, and got stops. But um, yeah, that one's gonna hurt.
7: This game was 14 nothing early, but uh, guys kind of stayed in it, right? What was the key at that point in terms of sideline and on-field performance to making sure this thing didn't get away from you?
4: Oh, uh, we just knew that uh, we hit, we hit, we still had a long. Long game. in was first quarter. Uh, we started off slow, but um, we knew that we were a really good team and, and we can uh, regroup and, and uh, fight back, and so that's what we did. We just kept that in all the, all the players' heads and the, letting the offense know and us um, defense players letting the other defense players know that, hey, we still got a lot, a lot to play, so let's keep going.
3: You guys did come here with an attitude that you were confident you were going to win, and uh, tell me, how did you build that confidence in the, this week of practice?
4: Well, uh, by just you know taking every day as, as um, a great day for preparation and attacking the day and and everything we do, um, the film room and attacking practice. You know when we're out there executing our, our our plays, and if we ever got anything wrong, you know we'll run it back and hey, let's go. And I felt like everybody was locked in this this um, this week and. You know, we just let it get get by. Another one slipped. Uh,
3: I thought also there was a lot more enthusiasm with your uh, everybody today. Got excited on a lot of different plays. Uh, it's hard to manufacture that enthusiasm when it's when you're just coming out flat, right?
4: Yeah, you um, came out flat, but um, like I said, we just. Uh, kept the guys up, kept the spirits up, you know, us us um, older guys, us leaders, and kept all the younger guys and everybody, you know, kept their spirits up and let them know that we still got a long long, um, long game. And so, yeah, it was a good
3: job by the defense.
7: Didn't get the result tonight, Sione, but we're seeing a young quarterback uh, take some lumps, learn some things, and grow a- in a hurry. Are you excited for uh, the player you hope he becomes for BYU moving forward?
4: Yeah, um, there's a lot of young guys, and, and Zach's uh, just a freshman, so – BYU is going to is going to be great in the, in the future and, and even now you know he's he's just learning these little little plays here and there and, and um, as, as time keeps going he's going to keep getting better and so I'm excited for all those young guys okay, especially B- Zach
7: yeah BYU's lost a four or five A so to drop to four and five on the year but you know you're still two games away two wins away from getting back into the postseason. Next chance to get that comes back east in Boston. And that really is kind of the focal point right now. Is it? it's game to game, yes, but you got to get to six and make and get yourself a thirteenth game, right?
4: Yeah, definitely. Um, th- that's the goal. It's a Goal for the team and, and everybody. But um, you know we got you got we got UMass next, and um, we got to prepare really well and, and uh, get that win.
7: Have a good week of prep, See you On a nice work tonight, and uh, sorry about the outcome, but hopefully you earn a better one next weekend.
4: No worries. Hey, thank you guys for having me. All
7: right, that's Sione Taki. All right, Kalani Sitake is coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: game coverage of BYU football continues with the Cougar Postgame game Coaches Show. The Cougar Post-Game Coaches Show is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
7: Welcome to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show from Albertson Stadium here in Boise, Idaho. It is time for our Mountain America field goal recap for each field goal BYU makes. Mountain America donates $500 to the American Red Cross. Tonight, the Cougars made three field goals for a running total of 10 now on the year. This season's total is $5,000 in donations from Mountain America. BYU's head coach Kalani Sitake now joining us from the Cougar locker room area. Cougars fall the Boise State tonight 21-16. Uh, to 16 of BYU's five losses, and the Cougars are 0-5 up here. Four of them are by a total of eight points, three one-point losses, and this five-point setback this evening. Kalani, thanks for hopping on for a minute or two. You've had a few moments to uh, catch your breath and and get ready to head out. Um, Post-game reflections that you didn't have maybe 20 minutes ago. What are you thinking?
2: I'm still still a little frustrated, you know, but um, I I think that um, just because of the result of the game, but I was really proud of our guys. I still just proud of how hard they fought and gave us a chance, but I, um, the mistakes is something that we need to fix, and uh, I look at even just something as simple as the turnovers, um, you know um, you had a true freshman uh, on, a, on a kick return, fumble a ball and um, he knows better than that, we had a true freshman um, on a snap from a retro a freshman, you know, that, that we were in scoring position and turned the ball over, and then we had a a sophomore make a great catch and um, was trying to cover up on the ball. And it was just one of those unfortunate things that happens in football. He was trying to, you know, and, and, and we were in scoring position on that and, and turned it over. So really missed some opportunities to get some points on the board. And if we can really get to a point where we can eliminate these or, or minimize the mistakes, and I, th- I think we'll have a better chance.
7: So one of the areas in which uh, BYU would really taken a step forward, Kalani, from last year to this year was touchdown production inside the red zone. And and tonight, if you include the Bushman fumble, you got inside the twenty six times for one touchdown, and that was really a, a key component of the of the evening setback. What has to be done to get you back to where you were in in producing touchdowns when you get to the uh, the toughest part of the field?
2: Well, I think the key is to move forward, not backwards. We had some sacks and um, some mistakes, and you know um, that 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 drove us backwards when we're in in scoring position and um, we can't do that. We need to move forward and and whatever plays we have, they can get the ball forward and get in the end zone. And then uh, we need to get the ball in the touchdown instead of, in the end zone, instead of settling for field goals. And that's, um, we really have to work on that with our red zone offense and that's something that uh, I know Coach Grimes and the offense are aware of and and, uh, we'll we'll work on that and get better from it. But it just stings so much knowing that that um we did well and did um statistically did well but the one statistic that matters the most is the one that we didn't get and that's really frustrating and uh but i'm really proud of how hard our guys fought and played i just um they gave us a chance at the end you know and and, uh, if we could have made that one play where i'd like to get to position is not having to rely on making the one making the one play and um that's that's hopefully we can get to that point next week
3: yeah, and so uh, in regards to that, uh, I know that you were out of timeouts near the end, but uh, uh, you, you you made the first down, and you got two plays out of there, one of them being the stopping the clock. But you still had two more plays that you could have used the time, and uh, do you think that the clock management at the end caused you trouble, or were you trying to get rid of the clock so Boise State couldn't have that opportunity to come back and score?
2: No, I, I think that's probably something I could have done better, you know, and to, um, give us more time. Um, I um, I have to evaluate it again. Uh, I think that um, um, I wasn't really worried about leaving time for them. All I cared about was getting in the end zone, and that's, you know. But uh, as I evaluated, I'll have to see what decisions I made and if, if they were uh, wise or not, or, or how, how I can improve on that. So, I'm already thinking about. It. I can't wait to get to the film to see where I can improve and, and um, give us a, a better chance to have success. And that's, yeah, you know, that's that's. I'm already thinking about that.
3: Coach, uh, there were lots of really good plays, though, that were made tonight on both sides of the ball. And uh, for that, uh, you've been needing some playmakers. Tonight, there were some playmakers that stepped up and uh, were able to stand out.
2: Yeah, like I said, I was proud of them. I I think we got a slow start. And um, after that, you know, gave up 14 early points, and the defense rallied. And um, I think for the last three quarters, gave up seven points the rest of the time. Right. was really proud of them, you know, and and offensively we were moving the ball. We just weren't punching it in, and so we'll have to work on that, and and um, you know, and and get better third down, so we we're in better third down position rather than going third and long. Um, but um, yeah, I just we'll evaluate it all, and, and it's hard to really say without looking at the film. And when you go through these type of games, you you second guess everything that you would, every decision yeah. you made because it's right. natural, right? But um, but I think there's some really good learning experiences for a lot of our players. And our guys tried really hard, you know, even the, the great catch by Matt Bushman. I keep looking at it, and he just he was trying to get in the end zone. And, um, you know, I, I think our guys, if there's anything that they're doing wrong, is they're trying too much, you know. And uh, so we we got to s- slow them down a little bit and just stay within the, um, you know, where they don't have to go too crazy to make a play and uh, just trust each other and trust, uh, uh, you know, that we can we can. We can just build on the stuff that they already did. So I, I was, I think there's a lot of good positives. I just, um, like I said, I said this last week, I just like to learn the positives from winning, you know. But, but I think that you, even though you have a loss, there's something you can really build on. And uh, my job is to really be optimistic about what what happened tonight, and build on that because I think the mistakes that happened are, are are really fixable. You know what I mean? And and uh, that that gives me a lot of encouragement. But it doesn't make me feel good um, losing. Still, you know what I means. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, it's not a good, good enough consol- consolation prize. It's not good enough to just say that you know you wish you'd won. And and um, but yeah. But I, I I love the fans that were here, and I love the environment that we were in, and our guys kept playing hard, and um, just it came down to one game, one play, one play tonight, but it didn't have to be that way for us, All Right. you know, and and. Um, we just let's just keep building on it and try to make sure that we don't come down to one play next week that we can just handle it right from the get-go from the beginning
7: concluding comments from Kalani coming up next here on the new skin BYU Sports Network
0: you're listening to the Cougar Game coaches show on the new skin BYU Sports Network now back to the voice of the Cougars Greg Rubel
7: second straight week BYU's offense got the ball with two minutes to go in the game, looking for a score to win last week it ended with an interception this week first play of the drive with two minutes to go kalani fifty nine yards Matt Hadley puts you in scoring position at that point. What were you thinking?
2: Well, I was really excited. I thought um, great play call by by Grimes, and, and um, you know really well executed and, and Hadley's a great runner, has a great vision and um, really set us up to to be in a position to win the game and um that that's what we you know we were in this position last week and and uh didn't even get to the point where we could have uh been close to win and then this week we march all the way down and get so close (laughs) and it's just oh you know we're so close to winning the game and uh to have have work out the way it did the result was not really nice for us to feel but um well i said it earlier before you know before we went to a break is that um we don't want. We don't want to come down to the one play and 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 the final drive if we don't have to. I felt like we, if we would have played our game and and um, really minimized the 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 issues and the mistakes, then we would have had a better position to to really run with the game. And that's that's the goal: is to get that that position. And we it has happened next next week. A huge sense of urgency for our guys. And I have a lot of. I feel for our players because they're they're really hurting right now. But um, we got to respond better and and get better get get ready to to go to to UMass and win that game.
7: Time for tonight's big-time performance of the game brought to you by Bank of American Fork. Enjoy a free check-in account that can earn big interest with the MyRate check-in account from Bank of American Fork. And with 280 y- total yards, 288 total yards passing and rushing, we're going to give it to Zach Wilson. Uh, the last play of the game was preceded, Kalani, by a fourth and two from the five that Zach makes three hard yards on setting up that first and goal from the two, spike it, and then on second and goal from the two was that last play we're all going to talk about. As you think about that one play, what were the concepts on that play, and why did it not work out the way you hoped?
2: Well, I think we're hoping for a quick throw, and if, if um, try to get two out of the last the seven seconds, and, uh, um, you know, as, as I taught to Zach, I think he th- probably thought that we didn't have enough time for that, but. Uh, somewhere, you, I think you're trying to make the play and saw something, but uh, really just just uh, would like to have two two more plays in that seven seconds, of opportunities to win. But um, maybe it's before then. I should have taken the time taken the time out earlier and not put him in that position. And there's just a lot of things, a lot of what ifs that you could ask. And and um, you know, just just uh, we we'll, 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 we'll have to learn from it. There's no other choice. We have to learn from this and build on it. But um, love the fact that we were in that position and, yeah. and uh, we just need a win. Need need to get the win.
3: <laughs> so let's go to the other side of the ball, Coach. In the last three games, you've uh, kind of uh, changed some of the defense, put in some more stuff. And so tonight I thought uh, Rippon was a little bit confused. He got uh, saw a lot of different looks from you, and uh, I thought it uh, really created a problem for him.
2: Yeah, we were trying to disrupt his timing and disrupt his reads, and, and I think our guys did a good job of um, disguising and um, – you know, we kept a lot of things in front of us, and um, I think I thought we handled the run pretty good, but with, with uh, the, our odd front, and we 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 went from an odd to an even quite a bit, mm-hmm. and we stood Corbin up a little bit. You know, had our DN stand up a little bit, and play a three-four front, and also a four-two front. So, um, I I think Coach Tuyaki did a great job with a game plan, and and uh, the defensive coaches did a great job responding after hitting some adversity early on. And I uh, love the way our guys finished the finished the game. You know, defensively, we we decided you know we had to punt because uh, I believe it was fourth and long towards the end, and yeah. and uh, the defense stepped up again and, and got us the ball back, and uh, we had more time now. We had two minutes and something, um, and and a timeout, and so uh, just really proud of how hard they they worked at the end and how they made plays at the end, and just um, if they you know we we keep improving defensively and offense we do too but just we need to find ways to get a win so we can feel much better about ourselves
7: yeah defense doing enough to keep uh, byu in these lower scoring games the offense just has to find a few more points it's now 13 straight losses at 20 points or fewer you've got to score more you know that and umass will make you score they scored 62 today granted the caliber of opposition say what you will but they can put it up there too And i think you need to obviously hope that uh, the points are there next week because you're still needing two really important wins here
2: yeah, and, and we really need this one, you know, yeah. like this next one. And, and you're right. It's it's the uh, uh, high-power scoring type of team, and, and they put a lot of points up. And I think they have a really accurate quarterback and, and a smart coaching staff that can get them ready. So, um, you know, I, I think our guys will be ready to play this game. And, but we have to uh, find ways to score more points on offense, obviously. And defensively, we just got to find ways to keep coming up with um, with uh, some turnovers and and some sacks, and and um this this week was a little different we mixed up a lot of different looks and um but you know i, I think that uh if if i were to say something that we need to improve on uh defensively is the third down defense uh, i think they're I can't, what are they the eight yeah yeah so they were eight, 8 of 14 8 of 14 I... which is way too high and so that's something that we can improve on
7: well, Kalani, I know there were times tonight we could hear those BYU chants in this stadium, and that's always good to hear. A tough one for the fans in attendance and for you and the guys, obviously. Uh, safe travels, though, and we'll get back after it with you next week.
2: Yeah, love our fans, appreciate all of them. Uh, those that are at home watching TV and those that came to the game here, um, just hope they know how much we love and appreciate all of them. Thank you, Kalani. Thank you, guys.
7: All right, that's Head Coach Kalani Sitake. We will come back with Cougar Nation now as we roll on from Albertson Stadium in Boise on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: You are tuned to BYU Dining's Cougar Nation Now. BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Be a part of the show by tweeting your questions using the hashtag BYUCNN. Let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort Broadcast booth and join Mark Lyons along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
7: Welcome into BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation now, hashtag BYUCNN. Yeah, uh, drop us a line on the Twitter, hashtag BYUCNN, and uh, we'll see what uh, kind of discussion points you have for us, questions and discussion topics for us to uh, kick around a little bit. Let's take a 10-second break before we do any of that, though, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. I should have noted that was for station ad- identification. I hope our stations figured that one out. My bad for oh. not <laughs> properly identifying the station identification opportunity. <laughs> All right, it is uh, 1 a.m. Uh, and at 2 a.m. this morning, we're going to turn our clocks back and make it 1 a.m. again. Don't forget that. All yeah, right, we
3: get a rerun on this next hour.
7: Hashtag, #BYU wants a rerun on the final drive. That's right. What they
3: well, want. Well, the final final play. Four plays.
7: Yeah. All right, uh, let's hear from Brian Harson, head coach of Boise State. His team defeats BYU by a score of 21 to 16. Then we'll get to our listener comments at hashtag BYUCNN. All right, this is uh, Brian Harson. His team beats BYU by five.
10: Well, did you all enjoy that? Uh, pretty exciting game, wasn't it? And our guys at the end, bottom line, we found a way to win. They, sh- they displayed a lot of guts. And yeah, we made one more play than they did to win the game. And I would say this, I'm really proud of our team. A lot of respect for BYU, always do. Uh, their kids played extremely hard. It was, uh, it was an interesting game. There was a lot of momentum changes and I would say stoppage of momentum with penalties and um, a lot of yellow hankies on the field tonight. So we'll go back and look at that. But it was, uh, it was an interesting game from that standpoint. Um, But at the end, they made big plays. They got down there in the red zone. We got them on the goal line and kind of got ourselves in position and found a way to get it done. So uh, I told our team I was really proud of just their guts they displayed. And and anything you do, um, we're going to be critiqued. We'll critique ourselves more than anybody else. But sometimes you just got to go out there and get it done. And that's what those guys did. And it's as simple as that. I don't know the other way to explain it. Uh, so we found a way to win, and we did. So questions? Yes?
4: Before that uh, <clears throat> final play, you guys had a timeout. What, yeah. was, uh, what was your message to the team? The timeout?
10: Uh, we have no more timeouts, and neither do they. <laughs> and there's seven seconds left, so this is the last play. That's really what it was. It was just this was going to be it. Uh, I kind of figured they would do something where they roll the quarterback, give him a run-pass option because he can run. He showed that tonight. Uh, maybe they fire it, you know, on a little pick route. I think that was what they were going to try to do when we called the timeout, and they changed it. Um, and then he ran the quarterback, he scrambled around, and, and he's, he's slippery, as we saw tonight, and we were able to tackle him. So, really, the message was, it had been all night, do your job, but the message was, there's one more play, this is it. And, and this is our opportunity to go out there and get it done, win the game, and that's exactly what happened. You've been around a
0: couple Boise State-BYU games, obviously, and... Yes, it seemed, it seemed like it was almost <clears> question <throat> for it to end, you know, kind of <laughs> in that sort of fashion. What, right. what was it like, just you know, being a part of it? Just kind of, you know, you know, like I said, I, mean, I think you almost probably agree with me that it was going to end up coming down to somebody making a play right at the end. Sure, of
10: the game. sure. Well, I didn't know that until they hit that little screen, and I saw their guy go for a, what he went eighty yards. Well, I don't know what he went for. He went for a lot of yards, and. They're down in the red zone, and at that point, it was like, all right, this is going to be one of those games. It's going to come down to they're going to score. We're going to drive down. We're getting our two minutes set up, trying to figure out what we have to do, hopefully get a big return. Um, If they scored and there was two seconds left, then we're going to have to do something, some type of miracle play at the end of the game. But our defense stepped up, and it's a credit to our team. In that moment, plenty of things that we didn't, do well enough throughout the night, but we did it well enough in that situation, which a long game you get to the fourth quarter in the last seven seconds, and that's what matters most, and it did tonight, and we won it.
0: Um Greg and Jabril brought up the <coughs> fact that somebody from BYU came out and stuck a, a BYU flag at the center of the field right prior to kick off. Did, did you see that at all? or did No, you
10: know, like did you? a little one you put in a sandwich like that. Is that what they did? Because I didn't see anything stuck on a field out there. No, I didn't see any of that. Uh, you know, shenanigans, I don't know. Those things happen. Um, I don't think that's – I really don't. I don't think that's something that they talk about throughout the week. You know, sometimes guys do things in games, and if that's what they did, then I didn't see it. I didn't see it. It obviously didn't stick, so it wasn't that big a deal.
9: Uh. I'm not sure of the exact number, but I think it was seven
8: times that they, they got across the 30 tonight. Hmm. Only got in the end zone one time. Yeah. Your, your defense all year, it seems like it's kind of had their backing, the all <clears> the injuries they've had to deal with. For, for that group
9: to do what they did tonight up against their goal line all night and obviously yeah. the last play, yeah. what did they show you tonight?
10: Yeah. Well, we've had guys injured, we've had guys out. Um, we had a few guys out tonight, hopefully we get those guys back. Um, yeah, the next man up. I've told you, you guys have asked before. I so said, there's no excuses. We have guys on this team. We have depth at positions. They've got to be able to play. You don't see them as much as we do because they're not out there. And tonight you got to see a lot more of them. And
7: All right, that's uh, Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Cougar Nation now. BYU Creamery. Cougar Nation now. will continue after this. Hashtag BYUCNN on Twitter. Your comments next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: You're listening to Cougar Nation now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
7: BYU Creamery Cougar Nation now continues. We'll take it probably to the uh, bottom of the hour here, depending how things go. If you'd like to join us on the program, uh, give us a comment to uh, use as a discussion point or a question we can answer. Send it in with the hashtag BYUCNN, hashtag BYUCNN. We'll kick things off with that. Dave R. Welker talks about the Zach Wilson comment about the final play being a two-concept route. He said it appeared to be one receiver with a decoy. He said you should spread the field with multiple receivers and give him a chance if then he had to run. And, Mark, uh, as important as anything, uh, regardless of the concept, was you have seven seconds. You've got to find a way to get two plays away.
3: Yeah, that's right. And and uh, like we've said, normally a play takes uh, six seconds on a, on a pass play. And so uh, once he came out and saw, oh, oh, what I wanted to do isn't there, he, I think he gets rid of it or throws it to a point where the defense can't get to it. Maybe your guy has a chance. So then you get a chance for, well, you really didn't need another play, but uh, you might get a pass interference or a hold or something like that. But uh, you've got to get rid of the football because it gives you that one more opportunity. It's better to run a, a new play instead of trying to fight through three or four tacklers.
7: Uh, Greg Grubel, Mark Lyons, Mitchell Jurgens has joined us up here in the booth. Uh, it was interesting that um, they, they had one player get one touch Riley Burt came out of the end zone, and they never saw the the field again, and it was a bad decision. They had one player get one touch, Sione Finau, returned to kickoff, fumbled it, and they didn't get back on the field. And then they had one player, Jaron Hall, come in for a direct snap, and then he didn't see it. They used three guys, three – well, two freshmen and one older guy for for one-offs, if you will. Uh, and none of the plays worked out well uh, in in that situation. And um, I was curious most about the Jaron Hall thing because you've got a guy in Zach Wilson who can do what you would ostensibly ask Jaron Hall to do. Clearly they wanted to catch Boise off guard with that particular personnel switch. How how did you view that? I'm thinking you want
3: to avoid injury with your starter is what I think. And, And Hall has done enough in practice for them to have faith and confidence in him that uh, he is a, a solid, strong runner, and so he was going to give him a chance. But uh, it didn't open up. It, it, if he has a, just a little bit of an opening, he has a chance there, but there was no opening.
7: And that came from a question on Twitter from at DLDavidBYU, Darren Davidson with that one about uh, the Jaron Hall inclusion. And even with all those things and negative plays that went awry, b y u found a way to hang in this game when early on it appeared they were going to put themselves in in position for a a a, a route the other way yeah. just didn't look i mean just the, the just the first series of the game uh the decision to run it out and then going three and out and then a twenty eight yard punt and then Boise scoring a touchdown that 's how you began the game and that's uh and, and that's and that's pretty troubling how how that's the first set yeah. of things you do they didn't yeah. make
3: a yard in that first possession they uh kicked at third and ten
7: and and while BYU with resiliency yeah yeah (laughs) BYU with resiliency hung in and never let the game get away it's just that that start that makes you go whoa what uh what 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 led up to this how how did how did you turn out that particular uh you know set of circumstances Rich Lundgreen asks why do BYU players say they came out flat and is it week after week um what do you think about that well
3: you know my question wasn't uh, implying that they came out flat today, Corbin Kafusi didn't. He did say that uh, th- that maybe they weren't ready, but um, I was implying that they were in kind of charged up today. That you saw a lot of excitement on the sideline. We can bring Mitchell in and see if he could talk about it. But they uh, made a play and they would run around a little bit, uh, not like uh, Boise State who went crazy on a couple of things. But uh, I felt as though. Uh, today they they came out with a little more intensity, uh, a little more enthusiasm to play, and uh, maybe it just happened after those uh, early drives. But uh, the the first touchdown was set up by the long pass play. Uh, I don't know that that was uh, anything that related to being flat. But uh, and then they held them for one, two, three downs inside the two yard line. So they created the wall that they needed to keep them out of the end zone until that fourth down play.
7: We'll get Mitch here on the air in a second. But, uh, Mark, you and I have called five games up here. Yeah. One saw BYU a, a losing a blowout, 55-30. to 30. The other four, two of them end on field goals that either are missed or blocked, yeah. basically. And the other two end on a missed play from the three-yard line and a missed play from the two-yard line.
3: And b- to create, you know, from the three-yard line, you're talking about the two-point right, conversion. Right, right. Uh, their stinking tackle intercepts a pass to give them their touchdown in that game. Yeesh. Yeesh.
7: But the point being, BYU's ended with point-scoring opportunities four times. They've ended the game with, with point-scoring opportunities, opportunities. to win
3: and are 0 for 4.
7: Yeah, I hear Field you. goal, field goal, two-point conversion, play from the two-yard line. <sighs> four chances to score to win and you lose all four of them that's not that's hard
8: Mitch it's hard isn't it yeah no it's it's hard and and you could see it in their faces tonight and their their emotion after the game that they did not want to lose this game and you know those close ones they the the sad thing is is you hold on to those almost more than blowouts um, knowing that I could have done this play a little bit better, or if if I would have just done this, then maybe we would have won that game. And so, you don't want to see them um, hang their heads uh, a little bit longer than they should on this win or on this loss uh, for this game. But yeah, these close games are just they're they're heartbreakers, but they they need to be optimistic about the fight that they that they showed down fourteen um, zero. The BYU team that we've seen so far this season. Uh, we haven 't seen much of a fight uh from that big of a yeah. deficit, and so i I was very impressed with the way they came out and responded to adversity early on in the first quarter and and was impressed uh you know you wish they could have pulled it off on the last that last play there, but um all all that aside, I was impressed with how how hard they came out and the energy that they did have.
7: Anything you gleaned that we weren't able to get from you uh in post game as you were down there outside the locker room, by the way, a nice really quiet professional environment that Boise <laughs> makes for the post game uh
8: media uh, availability yeah it was those leaf blowers <laughs> they you know they just they came alive right when we started that post game um no my I mean my comments for the game um it, they there's just little things you know and and from the last from last week. The the struggle that they had was putting the ball in the end zone. We saw that tonight um, six times in the red zone, I want to say. Uh, six times in the red zone and just one touchdown. Those those percentages aren't good.
7: Um, and, 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 Mitch, I hate to interrupt you on that, huh? but you bring up a great point. And, really, that was where BYU would taken so many steps from last year to this. In fact, even with the offense not – jumping off the page from a yardage or point standpoint, the one thing they were doing when they had a chance to was score touchdowns Mm -hmm. inside the 20. And that's been the downfall the last two weeks. They lose to NIU and they lose to Boise because of the inability to put touchdowns in from inside the 20. That's the only
8: reason they lost the last two. Yeah, exactly. Um, And that's something that can be fixed very easily. And the way I see it is it's a momentum game. Once they get it in once or twice, then they know how to do it. I think... You know, sometimes teams can get in the red zone, and then there's there's that worry. There's that you know we haven't been able to score. I hope we can do it this time. But yeah. you can't have that mentality. You've got to have the mentality that says once that ball's in the red zone, we are putting this, we're putting it in the end zone. No, you know, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You've, just, you've got to put it in the end zone, and um, that's something that you know that uh, for these last three games that in practice. There's going to be an emphasis on finishing drives, putting the ball in the end zone, finding the right guys in the right spots to get the ball to yeah. find your playmakers to make big plays when it counts.
7: Interesting that Brian Harson sounded pretty sure that BYU was going to score. Yeah, <laughs> I know the, it. After that big play with so Hadley, he said fly. we were thinking, about, okay, they're going to score. We got to do this, and they never got the chance to 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 get to that part because. Be, and, and here's the question. Uh, oh, and, oh, I want to go, just go go ahead, follow Martin, one right. point. Don't forget your question. I won't. Go you got it. Uh, one of the things that I think
3: has to happen, I, I remember as a player, once you get down to where you can see the goalposts and they're right in your, you know, it's just right there, it's visible, that, uh, man, it, that incentive just always seemed to carry us into the end zone. It just, once you're in the shadows of the goalpost, you're there, it's going to happen. And uh, BYU took so much time, so to, to many plays to get it into the point where they had a chance. Well, score from the 15, you know, uh, run the ball in from the 8. Uh, I just think that they uh, get to the point where they think we have to do this in four chunks of two yards each. And uh, they need to make the, a bigger play and make it happen.
7: Uh hashtag BYU. Your question. C- no, well, it comes from a t- uh, from oh, a Twitter okay. comment, which follows up on your comment. Hashtag BYUCNN from at D Glasses. Uh first and ten from the twelve. Uh he says four straight running plays burned far too much clock. Uh and and indeed BYU gets down to uh the thirteen first and ten, and then it was rush, 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 and then the sack on the final play. And the two best plays on that drive were two passes they completed both passes for 67 yards and then when they got inside the 15 um it was almost as if i mean it's not exactly identical to the gary croton situation back here in 2004 but did the foot come off the gas
3: well i worry about uh, the point that happened earlier that uh, kalani talked about they were down in scoring position and they lost yards so i fear that he was worried that they were going to have a sack or a hold that was going to take good back. Best to just run forward, you're thinking, yeah,
7: instead of having a I'm chance thinking. to lose yardage. Just that's my guess. Yeah, Really, I, I thought the 59-yard play uh, from Hadley, as good as it was, might have got BYU thinking, okay, we can actually accomplish our end goal and not be in too much of a hurry here. Yeah. And uh, it may have backfired to, to that end. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, before the break, uh, one more question from Twitter. At uh, Jason Burton, 01. How does Lopini Katoa go from RB1 two weeks ago to fewer than five carries over the last two weeks? And how does Hadley go from linebacker one to RB1 <laughs> in two weeks? Very confused, he says. I think the Katoa thing, there's health to do with it because Kalani's told me that he's been banged up, but he was kind of in and out and cameos here and there. But I, I have to think that health is the reason he backed off from his previous status. And, and Hadley, uh, with Squally being dinged and then... Lopini being injured and them not being quite on the Riley Burt train, uh, who else is there? Yeah. You know, really, who else is there? And so at that point, they said, there's a guy that's run for 50 gazillion yards in high school. Let's uh, give it a go. And that's why you end up with what you've got. I've got to think it's health-related uh, that, that, that is meant for the ascension of Hadley and uh, the demotion, for lack of a better word,
8: of Katoa. Yeah, and one of the things that Kalani has said week after week is every single week at practice is a tryout um it's it's guys battling for their position, and if a guy's dinged he's not going to take who they are healthy it's who they are dinged versus all the other players um and so you know at at that point, it might be lopini dinged isn't as good as matt Hadley healthy, and for that reason matt is is getting the starts and and he's playing well i mean he's yeah. he's playing very well and proving himself to be able to step into this position and be very productive and make big plays for BYU. He had
7: 98 yards tonight to 59 receiving and 39 uh, rushing. Uh, Before the break, uh, two listeners had the same question but voiced differently. They're different? They're not the same house? They're not the same person. Uh, Why did BYU throw the ball into the end zone once in all these trips into the red zone tonight? There weren't passes into the end zone. The only one was the uh, miscommunication back pylon throw that wasn't close.
3: Well, uh, your color guy, whoever that was, was telling them to r- you. yeah run that post corner, you know, <laughs> from about fifteen to twenty yards out there, because the safety wasn't in a good position, and I think he's also their weakest cover guy. And if you throw the your big tight end out there on him, he goes after and grabs footballs. Uh, I do think that was that was the whole point that I was making just a minute ago. Is they just kind of chip, 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 try to get, get, get. And I think that uh,
7: give them them a chance to score it all in once. Okay, before the break, uh, we've got Inside Scoop trivia coming up for two half gallons of famous Creamery ice cream. Yes, you've got to score to win. goes without saying, right? You you don't win without scoring. But BYU's opponents are having a much easier time winning lower scoring games than BYU is right now. This is another game where the opponent doesn't score more than 21 and finds a way to win. BYU loses all of those games. BYU has now lost 13 straight games where they don't get to at least 21. They're not going to win a grinder. They've got to score. And next week against UMass, even though it was just Liberty, Liberty's got enough FBS wins to say that they're capable. UMass scored 62. Yes, it went to three overtimes, but it was 45 in regulation. There you so go. So UMass can score it, and they can throw it up there with the best of them because of one guy. And that guy's name is Andy Isabella. He's an All-American wide receiver, All-America type wide receiver. He grades out very, he's, a, he's really tremendous for his level. Andy Isabella is his name. And for two half gallons of famous Creamery ice cream, the first correct answer we get with hashtag BYUCNN, with the answer to this question, will win the ice cream. How many receiving yards did UMass's Andy Isabella have today in a 62-59 win over Liberty? How many receiving yards today for Andy Isabella of UMass? More we'll than see him. 50. We'll see him next week. It was more than 50. BYU's leading receiver had 62 today. It was more than 62. <laughs> okay. Uh, Andy Isabella, how many receiving yards? And BYU will see this guy again next year. They've seen him the last two years in Provo. Now we get him uh, out there in Foxborough. That's your question. How many receiving yards for UMass's Andy Isabella today in a 62-59 win in three overtimes over Liberty? Liberty will visit BYU next year. BYU will go to UMass this year and next year. Hashtag BYUCNN. First correct answer is a winner of ice cream. Brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. This is BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation now from Boise on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Let's get you back to Cougar Nation now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
7: All right, uh, back at Albertson Stadium, Boise, Idaho. Time to get you the answer in tonight's Inside Scoop trivia question brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition have a scoop today. For two half gallons of famous Creamery ice cream, question was, how many receiving yards did uh, UMass's Andy Isabella have today, just today in this one game? A win over Liberty, 62-59. Spoiler alert, it was more yards than any single BYU receiver had in eight games coming in two today. (laughs) (laughs) And it was more yards than BYU lost in sacks and tackles for loss today. And it was more yards than Zach Wilson passed for today. Not only Zach Wilson, but Zach Wilson and Neil Pau. BYU passed for 292 today. This guy, Andy Isabella, had more than that. More Three, than 292? 303. Nine for 303 at 33.7 yards per catch and two touchdowns. And the first guy in was JD McKell at True Blue I Doc on Twitter. And I'll slide into your DMs. We'll get your deets. And we'll get you two half gallons of famous Nine Creamery ice cream. Catches?
3: Nine catches.
7: Thanks to Jerem Jordan for bringing Andy's number to my attention. I was following, as you guys know, I was following this overtime game earlier today. But I didn't see Andy's final numbers. And they blow you away, don't they? So BYU's got to work with that guy next week. Yeah. And, uh, I think again, BYU's probably not going to win scoring 16 uh, next week. And so uh, got to find a way to, to do a little better. Put um, the ball in the end zone. A little that way. Yeah, yeah, it's just not happening for BYU. It's happening for the opponents at a roughly 50% rate, winning these low-scoring games. And BYU's just not winning lower-scoring games. They've got to score to win. All right, we'll come back and say good night here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network.
0: Let's get you back to Cougar Nation now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
7: We have reached the end of our broadcast night. Uh, more than seven hours into it, uh, BYU follows tonight to Boise State. They keep ending up with weird ways to lose on this blue surface. And another crazy ending, yet another game goes to Boise State. It's kind of funny, Brian Harson opened his postgame college. That was a fun one, wasn't it? Not so much fun up here. It was interesting, uh, not at the end very fun, as BYU falls 21-16 to to Boise State, and another close loss, and Cougars fall to 0-5 here in this building. Well, let's uh, wrap it up. Mark, what do you say? Uh man.
3: Uh, I anticipated some of these things in the start of the season because I knew BYU was going to be much better than they were last year. Uh, But I also thought that the opponents that they were playing were also going to be uh, very solid teams. And I feared that uh, BYU was going to run into a lot of frustrating games because they weren't going to quite get enough. And that they have done. Uh, Arizona almost ended that way. Cal did end up that way. Today is, you know, last week, Northern Illinois. There have been these games this year that uh, just become hard to take because you're in a position to win the games and they become so frustrating and you have to anticipate with the youth that they have that next year these games even though again it's a very difficult schedule that they start with uh you have to anticipate they're going to get over this hump and be able to win some of those close games
7: Mitch closing thought from you?
8: Yeah, you know, just to piggyback off those comments. A lot of times it just takes one close game, one close victory yeah. where they and they can build that confidence and ride that um on a on a big win streak. Um but uh my you know, closing comments for the game, I thought the defense did a great job. Um they really stepped up. I mean, after the first 14 points, they gave up seven points the rest of the game, uh forced turnovers, which is Coming into the game, which was a, a key uh, aspect of the game they needed to accomplish, was forced turnovers, and they did it. Uh, I've just been really impressed with the defense the last couple weeks. A mm-hmm. uh, couple guys on offense that I, I think have done a great job. Talon Shumway, is, he's he's really proven to be a, um, a playmaking receiver for the Cougars, and I think... Um, they're going to continue to use him to their advantage on the offense. Uh, I was I was happy to see Dylan Colley get more involved. He had a great rush, had some had some good catches, and um, had
3: opportunities
8: that yep. the ball
3: didn't get to him.
8: Exactly, and and so there's there's a lot of positives um, from this game. And then the the biggest thing, the biggest positive, is the fact that they came back. They had a game winning drive, and um, yes, they didn't make it, but. It was good. It was fun. It was exciting. Uh, the outcome hurt, but it was a it was an, an engaging game, something that we hadn't seen from from BYU in the past couple of games. And, and so uh, I was I was impressed. Um, and yeah, we got to get two more two more wins, and uh, we're going bowling.
7: Uh, next week becomes uh, especially out the way that UMass uh, played today, and and especially the way that Andy Isabella performed today. Becomes a game that you just can't uh, put in the win column. You're traveling two time zones. You're going to play in the cold and maybe the rain uh, next weekend in Gillette against a team that feels, you know what?
3: I don't think there is a team that you can just automatically say, the way what you've been up and down. That's the thing,
7: yeah. Everybody, you've got to get jacked yeah. up and ready to for go everybody. for everybody. Yeah. And uh, yet, if you play like you did against Boise tonight in That's terms right. of uh, the uh, – the effort and the hustle and the want to, you'll put yourself and in a good spot.
3: You can't just show up and do that, though. You have to yeah. know you're going to be ready on game day.
7: All right, next game day will be an 8 a.m. Mountain Time pregame with a 10 a.m. Mountain Time Did kick. you say 8 a.m.? Mountain Time. We'll be out <laughs> in the Eastern Time Zone. It's much later for us out there. <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of which, times and whatnot, uh, in about 20 minutes, you're going to want to turn your clocks back an hour if you're still listening with us tonight. Uh, daylight saving ends in 23 minutes, 22 minutes. All right, our crew back at BYU Radio. Thanks. That's uh, Sean Fay, our engineer, our uh, GM, Don Sheline, uh, our control board operator, Nathan Israelson, our coordinating producer, Terry South, our interns, Lindsay Peterson and Sterling Richards. Here in the booth we had Barry Squires, our on-site engineer with engineering assistance from intern Blake McMullen, our spotter, McKay Perry, our stats guy, Ralph Sokolowski. Then you had the broadcasters, Greg and Mark and Mitch, and that is it. That's all of us. All right, thanks, folks, for tuning in. Final score, Boise State 21, BYU 16. You heard it all right here from Albertsons Stadium. So in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Football on the New Skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from Boise.
0: You've been listening to live coverage of BYU Football on the New Skin, BYU Sports Network. Coverage of today's game has been brought to you by Siegfried & Jensen. Siegfried & Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. BYU Football is also proudly supported by Ken Garf Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen in Oregon. BYU Football is a production of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. Special thanks to BYU President Kevin Worthen, Vice President Matt Richardson, Athletic Director Tom Homo, and General Manager of Corporate Sponsorships Casey Stauffer. BYU Football is an exclusive presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network.